Join, converse, inspire. This is the JCI Canada podcast. Hello, and welcome to the JCI Canada podcast. This is Sue Salamosi, one of JCI Canada's 2020 National Vice Presidents and your host for Join, Converse, Inspire. Throughout 2020, my goal is to explore as many facets of JCI as possible to bring education, knowledge, and inspiration to our members. Follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or pretty much any other listening platform you may use. Please reach out with any questions and enjoy today's episode. Hey, Mr. President. Hey, Mr. President. How are you? I'm excellent. What's going on today? Well, I just wanted to uh, chat briefly about moving on up in our organization. That's right. There's still levels above us, aren't there? What? No way. Yeah, like you can be an international vice president, executive vice president, or the world president. Well, and I know that there's a lot of differences between Canada and the U.S., but, you know, the opportunity of taking leadership roles, whether it is being at your local level, the national level, or, oh, wow, international level is so awesome. Right, because you get to collaborate and meet other people around the world and create sustainable solutions to the problems that we all face. Well, you just said one of my favorite words, collaborate. So why is it important for you know leaders as they're moving on up to think about collaboration? I think the higher up you move, the just more complicated challenges become. And so if you're able to collaborate with other people in the organization who have different backgrounds and experiences, they might have the solutions we're looking for and you don't have to come up with them on your own. I know without our collaborations, there would have been many nights of me crying by myself. So I'm glad we could do that together. Right, exactly. Uh, but there's also, it's been fun, all the rewarding experience we've we've had and to be able to share in those as well. Well, and we couldn't do it without our, you know, leadership team that allows us to do what we get to do as well. So one thing, you know, sort of that I struggle with is um, JCI's recommendation on one year to lead. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, honestly, there's just, there are so many young people in our organization and one year is actually pretty long, 365 days where you can come in and try things your way and fail and learn from your mistakes and get better with each year. And the more that we're collaborating with our successors and our predecessors, and then with other organizations and chapters, uh, nations, states, we're able to move past it and not reinvent the wheel every year. Well, I know we have, both of us have such a passion for mentorship. So as we move up, then we can sort of mentor that next set of upcoming leaders. And I encourage everybody to take advantage of those opportunities that are presented, you know, whether it's taking an opportunity to chair a meeting or, you know, take a position on your local board or move up to the national board, or maybe consider, you know, you have every possibility to be the world president of JCI. Exactly. I don't think in the real world there are as many opportunities that you could connect with a fellow person in your industry or field and ask them to uh, advise you and support you in your roles. And that's kind of what JC's is developed for. Exactly. So on this week's podcast, guess what we're doing? We're collaborating. 
we're doing a collaboration. So why? Um, because it's awesome. And so we have uh, Ross, who does the podcast for JCI USA. And we've got the amazing Sue, who does the podcast for JCI Canada. And guess who else is going to be on there? Our IVP. Oh, Chanel Govia is going to be joining us to talk about some of her journey and their steps to uh, move up to include the international level. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm excited for this topic. You heard it from our national presidents, JCI Canada President Stefan and JCI USA President Justin, introducing today's collaborative podcast, our very first collaborative podcast. Have a listen as I chat with my podcast counterpart in the United States and our international vice president about running up in the organization and what that looks like. Enjoy. Hi, Russ. Hi, Sue. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Hi there. How oh, are you? There's Siri. Let me turn Siri off. My apologies. <laughs> Siri's joining us on this Siri's podcast interview. How are you? <laughs> All right. I'm so not cutting that. That is definitely. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Russ? Today we are going to talk about. Uh, it's super exciting to have a collaborative podcast with JCI Canada. Um, we're going to talk about national leadership roles and kind of the pipeline to to get to that point to get more involved in the organization. I'm super excited about it. Um, our two countries are very similar, but they're very different in the process to get to the national board. And we are welcoming our special guest, International Vice President Shanella Govaya. IVP Shanella Govaya is joining us on our collaborative episode today to help bring us into the international perspective as well. So welcome, Shanella. Welcome, Shanella. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Sue. And thank you, Russ, for having me. So where do you want to start, Ross? Do you want to talk about the process in the state? Sure. Um, so we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, getting involved nationally, I, I think it's probably one of the more memorable experiences uh, personally for me. I know, obviously, being involved as a JC period is uh, a great experience for everyone. But as you continue to grow and develop within the organization, the networks that you create and the, the people that you meet getting involved nationally, I think, really helps build that bigger picture, if you will. So to be involved on the, the national level from the U.S., we have uh, state presidents in each of our states that have JC chapters. As the members grow within those states, they would serve in a leadership capacity within the respective states, so uh, state president uh, or the equivalent. And then if they wanted to move forward within the national ranks to be a national vice president, they would qualify by being that state leader or a program manager on our national level. So serving in any of those capacities. And that's super, super interesting um, as we contrast with JCI Canada. I, I was just, <laughs> before we started this interview, frantically reading through the bylaws, trying to find the prerequisites. And I reached out to our immediate past president, Crispin, who, I, as far as any of us can figure in Canada, to get on the national board, you need to be a member in good standing to be a national vice president. And then to move up from there to get to executive vice president and national president, you just have to have that time on the national board at least a year in order to get to each of those roles. So I think being on the national board, from my perspective, gives it gives a member a different perspective of the organization, right? Getting outside of their own chapter. For sure. How does it work where you are, Chanel? You're in Antigua? 
Yes, I am. I'm in Antigua, but Antigua is a part of the West Indies, and the West Indies consists of eight local organizations. However, we're all separated by water. We're islands, but we're all separated by water. So how it works in the in JCI West Indies is that, of course, your local organization must be in good standing, which is financially, and you must have served in a position as whether an appointed officer or has served as local president or some elected position within your local organization in order for you to serve on the national level. And as you would have alluded to, uh, Sue, with JCI Canada, the higher you climb, the more prerequisites are required. So Mm -hmm. if you want to run for EVP, you would have had to serve, let's say, one year in an elected position. If you want to serve for president, one year or two years in an elected position and one year as an appointed position. And then what is most interesting as president, you would have have to have been serving the year before you plan to run for president. So you just can't decide you're going to take a break and come back. You just got to keep going. That's really interesting how, how each of the organizations works and the, and the different prerequisites and rules that we have. What are the basis? I mean, obviously, the basis for the rules as to have been a chapter leader is to give you that experience so that when you get to the national level, you're not kind of in the dark on how things work. What's your thought on that, Chanela? So I honestly believe that, you know, the prerequisites are indeed necessary, just like in anything you do, just like when you're at work, you have a handbook that governs your mode of operation. And I think it just doesn't make you want to just run for a position because you think that you can, but you must know that there are guidelines in which that you should follow. And so for me personally, I have gone through On my local level, I did not go through every single position. I joined the organization. I became public relations officer. I chaired a few projects and then I ran for president. But on the national level, I went through almost every single elected position. So I went from VP to EVP and then became national president in 2018. And what I find is that you get to learn so much more because you, you're step-by-step step into the process. So I knew the role of VP, I knew the role of EVP, and then, of course, I became president. And so as national president, I'm able to guide the executive vice presidents and the vice presidents because I would have served in that position. While we're an organization who you learn by doing, I think once you serve in the position, it makes it a lot more easier for you because you can say, you know what? I've been through that. So you have a greater understanding of what your vice presidents and your fellow board officers are going through. I would agree, too. Uh, it just allows you to see that bigger picture. I know Chanel was kind of talking about the different ladders and that type of thing moving up. Uh, I can say personally from you know the experience that I've had moving through the chapter in the States, uh, leadership roles, they're significantly different than what you would serve as a, a national leader. Uh, but when you get to that that national level, so serving in a, you know, the role that I have this year, the national membership de- development director, you have that knowledge and that expertise. Hopefully you've been through most of it. If you haven't, you've got the support system around you to ask questions, but it's easier to see what those chapters and those members are going through when you've kind of gone through the ranks. And I think that that process that goes into that is really important as you move up within the organization to gain that valuable experience. And from my personal experience, this is my second time as a national vice president. I ran national vice president about three years ago. And being that it's my second time through, there's new stuff to learn, right? There's new stuff to learn every time you do a position. And so I'm grateful for this second opportunity to do this role again and to do it to do it well. And, and we'll see where it takes me. 
Oh, I wanted to ask about the process in the States, Russ, because your organization in the States is that much bigger than Canada or even West Indies. There's a lot more steps you have to go through, a little bit more bureaucracy. So I think just being in a a more diverse group of membership and, you know, the population of our our membership is a little bit larger. Having that number of members creates a, a larger group of people that come together that have an interest to run. So I think when our members step up and want to be in that leadership role or share their intent to be in that leadership role, we have mentors and, you know, people that are, are there to help them within their states. And then we've got some other collaborations that the members work through to, you know, prepare them for that leadership position and make sure that they're ready for that pipeline. For some reason, if, you know, there were, we always love the contested elections. We have people that are interested to run and we've got, you know, it's great if we had 10 candidates that wanted to run for national vice president or something like that. But at the same time, we want to make sure that all of those people are ready for that role. And if they're not, we want to get them ready for that role in a different capacity. So there's other appointments and, and that type of thing that those members could serve in. If for some reason you weren't elected into that national vice president role at the following year through the elections, you could run again and, and be ready for that and the year past that. So there's lots of opportunities, I think, just making sure that people utilize those opportunities to to get more involved and become more well-rounded with the experience of the organization. Mm-hmm. I think the experience of running for a position in and of itself is also an opportunity for growth, having that competition, having multiple people run and, and learning through that process. For sure. Yeah. I think that was the most, it's definitely a process or a, an experience that I'll never forget. And it's probably one of the most nerve wracking moments as a member in the organization. <laughs> you're so nervous when you're going through it. It is. I'm curious to know if either of you have lost an election and what that felt like. Oh, sure. So I will share. Uh, locally, I have not lost any elections, but I've always, when I was running for local presidents, I was, of course, opposed. I won that. On the national level, vice president, I wasn't really challenged because uh, they're two vice presidents, but I won that. EVP, I was challenged. I won that. National president, I was not challenged. I won that. However, on JCI international level, uh, in 2018, 2018, yes, this is in Goa, India, I would have put forward myself as an international vice president candidate. And we had so many other candidates and several of us did not make it, of course, because, you know, they only need uh, 17 vice presidents. And so there were much more of us and I did not make it. I will tell you, it was such a disappointing experience on the stage at the time. But thinking about it, there's something that you may not necessarily get in life that you would have hoped you would have gotten. So it's filled with disappointment. But I will tell you, it was a learning experience. I was placed on the government partnership committee as the chairperson. So it opened up my eyes a lot more to the countless opportunities that JCI provided. And what it did, it readied me a lot more for the next year, which is this year. And now I am serving as IVP assigned to JCI Canada, JCI USA, JCI Panama and JCI Dominican Republic. And I also thought about it and I said, you know, at the time I was only 28 years old. So you know, I have a long way to go. JCI is for young active citizens between the ages of 18 to 40. And so I just said, you know what, Shinala, every disappointment is a blessing in disguise. And so you're going to go for it. And it also teaches you that, you know, if you're not really in the organization for position, but for rather what JCI can make of you or what you can make of JCI, then 
it really shouldn't affect you negatively. You know, I've learned of experience where individuals have decided, hey, I'm not successful, so I'm going to quit JCI. You know, um, those for me are individuals who perhaps is just in the organization for whatever position they can get. That's a good point. And I think overall, regardless of how you look at it, whether you win or lose, it's a, a learning experience. And I know even I haven't lost a race, but when I was running for national vice president, it was a, a contested race. So going into that, I mean, you're thinking about it the whole time, you know, what if I don't make it or, you know, what are the next steps if I don't make it into that role? And to Chanel's point, I think having that thought process and that ability to to overcome that obstacle or think about what your future might look like and just see it as a blessing in disguise, you know, maybe everything happens for a reason, right? So if it wasn't that time or you found a better opportunity to help you grow into that person that you are now, I think that's, you know, there's so many skills that you learn out of running for an office and the public speaking and the networking and the connections that you make, learning about the bylaws and the organizational structure and that type of thing. I think those are all beneficial regardless of whether you're, you're running for a candidate or you're just a general member. I can draw a parallel to that because I also I haven't I've been in contested elections, but I haven't lost an election. And where I have lost is in the effective speaking competition. So I competed locally and and I got to the, the regional level and competed regionally and I lost. And at the time, um, just like Chanela was saying on stage, when that announcement comes out that I did not win, it was disappointing because I had banked the rest of my year on winning and okay, this is what's going to happen. And this is where the path that I want to go on. The lesson that I learned is that maybe you, you, you best laid plans, right? And you don't always have to follow those best laid plans. They're just there for guide, guidance and structure. And then you learn through the steps along the way. A hundred percent. And that's, I mean, there are times and I, I remember the sigh of relief after everything was over. And I know the memories that come with running for a national position. <laughs> you remember that whole kind of process that goes into it. I know one of the questions that was asked of me as a candidate, I'm never going to forget the answer because I flubbed my home state. I couldn't say my home state up on stage. I added an extra syllable to Indiana. Uh, and I, <laughs> You know, you're human. You You laugh about it and you remember that experience. But you know, that's in, in itself, it's a strength that you can move forward from that and recognize, you know, that you are human and you just continue to move forward and, and smile and give yourself grace. I'd like to know more about the international level, Chanela, because if, if there's any area in JCI that's going to be hotly contested for, for people wanting positions, it's going to be in that international realm. So can you tell us more about it, how to get there, what the expectations are? Well, similarly to any elective position, whether on local or national, you know, your organization first has to be in good standing. And to be honest, I never initially thought that I would have run for an international position as like, you know what, I'll just see where JCI takes me. But I realized that beyond national and especially at my age, it's like, okay, you still can continue to give more to JCI. So apart from being involved locally and nationally, which I'm still involved in my national and local organization board, I just figured, you know what, this is a perfect opportunity to spread my impact, not on a local and a national level, but internationally. And JCI has provided so many opportunities for me. And so I felt like, you know, I really wanted to continue on this path of creating impact. The preparation for international office, well, I could speak about in the America, in our area, the Latin area, uh, the preparation is a bit different in comparison to 
other areas, which I've been told. So we go through a candidate's academy. It's like going through three months of training, ensuring that you're familiar with the role of vice president or executive vice president. So of course they would test you on the constitution, ensuring you know what the role and responsibilities of being an international vice president involves. You would have to submit assignments on a weekly basis. And then there's an interview where they would go through with you to ensure that you're adequately prepared. And they will tell you honestly, with, of course, constructive criticism at this point, I don't think, you know, you're too familiar with the Constitution. Uh, while you understand JCI, I think perhaps maybe you could wait another year. Is there another position that you would prefer to serve in? Because ultimately, we want to make sure that we produce quality candidates and not just a candidate because they figure, hey, I want to run for elective office. I want to serve on JCI board, but know that you are competent to do so. You have the time available and you understand the organization and its structure. So I felt like I was going to school all over again. I'd be very honest with you. And it really allows you to realize, hey, I really want to be in this because it's a commitment that you have to make over several months to ensure that you're adequately prepared. So if you are not willing to give in to that commitment, then you're going to give up. So it means that, hey, you know, you really don't want this. But if you have the eagerness, the willingness and the commitment and the passion that, hey, you want to serve in this position, then you're going to do it. So it was a bit tiring. Um, and especially because I would have done it not once, but twice. Um, so the first time I did it, I mean, I was pretty good. And, you know, they would have approved me to go forward and seek higher office. But, you know, when you have multiple candidates coming forward, anything can happen. You know how election goes. But for me, that was not a deterrent. And I decided, hey, you know, um, I'm going to do this again. And I did it again. I was elected. But um, one thing that I've learned is that you have to go with an open mind. You go with an open mind to expect anything. And just as Sue, you would have alluded to that sometimes you have this great vision, you want to do this, this is going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. And perhaps it was just not the right time for you, you know? So sometimes experiences come before you and you're like, ah, I'm so annoyed I didn't get it. I'm really disappointed. But then you look at the bigger picture. Perhaps if I would have been elected in 2019, I would not have been assigned to JCI Canada, JCI USA, JCI Panama, JCI Dominican Republic. I would not have been a part of the first ever JCI virtual conference. I would not have met all of you wonderful people who I've met. I would not have improved on my Spanish speaking skills because I'm assigned to two countries where their main language is Spanish. So I had to actually go and perfect my Spanish a lot more. Um, I'm not fluent i do understand almost everything but that gave me several more months to improve on you know gaining a second language and just preparing myself a lot more so i did feel much more ready this year than i was when i initially ran for the position and did you find your your local and national positions that you held previously added to your experience base Definitely. It has because working on the national and local level, you know, you learn so much, you know, um, there's constructive criticism. You learn to work with multiple personalities, uh, time management. It teaches you so many things that you can just translate on the international level. And while 
I will say that, you know, being on the international level, it's indeed a great honor. It's indeed a great privilege. But the real work is done on the local level, you know, where it's the local organizations who make the national organization and then the national organization who makes us, you know, the international body. So the real work is really done on the local level where they're the one who carries out projects and programs within their respective communities. And so having that experience has prepared me for anything. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I want to ask both of you, uh, serving in these these national capacities and, you know, gaining the experience that you have, what do you think the the biggest memory or the biggest role, ha- what role had the biggest impact on you as far as memories and, you know, the experience goes? So I'd be honest, I think serving as the local president for me was really, I mean, all of my positions in JCI has been significant. They have been really impactful, but I think serving on the local level where you are actually the voice and the face and the representative of your local organization, it's a lot more work in terms of ensuring that you keep the local organization active and relevant and creates an impact within the community. While in the national organization, you do that too, but you rely on the local organization to make the national organization. But on the local level, you rely on your members. You rely on the work and the impact that you create to ensure that the local organization is sustained and it survives. So I would say, you know, to Chanel's point, the, the local level is probably the the best experience because you're in that grassroots, you know, helping your community and creating that positive change. I know serving as national vice president last year was an extremely memorable experience for me just because being assigned to that position, you're, you're able to travel to the states that you're assigned to. So you're assigned to an area of focus. My area of focus was marketing and communication. So I was able to help bring those initiatives out, but I was also assigned to eight different states and traveling through those those states and those communities, I mean, one of my states was Wyoming, and I think this will be the best experience that I, I will never forget as a member. We were able to, over the course of three days, uh, travel to every single JC chapter in the state. We drove over 900 miles and hours and hours to to see the chapters, events, and their members and to be able to connect with them on that, that local level. Um, so through those experiences as a, a national officer, seeing what the communities are doing in each state, we're so unique and and the things that we do. Uh, but at the same time, we might be experiencing the same struggles or, you know, something that's happening in my home chapter here in the U.S. Maybe in Canada, Sue, you you don't have that experience or it's not going as well. So we can we can collaborate and we can work together. And I think being able to help our members on that level. Uh, we're not that national officer that just kind of hangs out up on the top. We're actually going down onto that level and assisting those members and providing that experience that we have. And I think that was extremely effective and it was very memorable at the same time. That's amazing. For me, I'm on board with Chanel. The year that I was local chapter president um, in my hometown here was the most memorable, the most impactful um, and carried with it the most weight for me. I had an opportunity to do a lot more stuff outside of JCI with that banner of JCI so I could represent my home chapter and and lift us up. A specific story, if you want to hear one, a project that we ran early in the year, we actually won a national award for it uh, for personal development. It was called the Make a Little Mean a Lot Project. 
And it was the training director at the end of the previous year divided our chapter into four teams and gave each team $50 and said, take this $50 and grow it. None of the money is to come back to JCI Vernon. Take your $50, grow it, and then donate it off somewhere else. And so there were four teams. We did um, we did a test drive with Ford. So every test drive um, earned $20 towards a charity. They raised about $1,300 for a charity. Uh, we ran a Zumbathon, which ended up raising about $1,800 for the women's shelter. One team made dog treats and sold them for a fundraiser for the SPCA. And... There was one more project that I'm drawing a blank on right now, but there were four amazing projects. Each team was only given $50. And I got to be the chapter president to kind of, to oh, it was a drive through breakfast. And so I got to attend all of these events and see the great work that our members were doing and, and really be part of it and be our, our chapter's champion. And so that that's my greatest memory. And then being able to move on to the national board and provide that experience and, and guidance as we continue to grow. Um, pretty awesome. Yeah, what a cool project and a great opportunity. I love the initiative on that that project. Like it was super cool and I I was so inspired by it. I submitted it. We submitted it for a national award because I I wanted everybody to hear about it. It was really cool. Shanello, you had made a point. Uh, do do we have anything else on the national or international levels that we want to talk about or can we move into talking about working with various personalities because that I think is an important <laughs> You can move right into that. <laughs> Let, let's segue then, Shanella. Let's uh, let's let's start with your take on it. So, uh, JCI. I mean, I've been involved in several groups, even at work. Uh, but JCI teaches you how to work with multiple personalities and to appreciate each person for who they are and for what they bring to the table. And because you're all in one organization working on one common goal, now you may not necessarily like me as an individual, fortunately or unfortunately, but there's a bigger picture. We're all in JCI because we want to achieve one common vision, one common mission. And so you're going to put that behind of you and you're going to think, you know what, I want this organization to grow. It's not like having siblings at home where you decide, okay, I don't possibly need to talk to you today. You know, we live in the same household. Uh, mom is going to take care of something. You know, when you're a child, that kind of thinking, JC, I know you can't think like that. You have to think about it. Listen, every single member is important. We need everyone to come on board to ensure we get the job done. And so I've learned that. Um, it took me some time, but you just have to appreciate and understand people for who they are and what they bring to the table. Because there's no way that I, as a person, Shinala, can do everything. There's no way none of us can do everything. And so even if we're having an event and there's a member who's going to ensure that the trash is collected, or a member who's going to ensure that the flyer is designed, um, you know, each person has their respective role, their respective responsibility. And collectively, we'll get it done. It was not an easy process for me to learn to work with multiple personalities because, you know, I'm an extrovert. You know, I like to state my opinion. But in JCI, it has taught me truly how to understand people, know that their opinion matter. And I think it has to do with the Robert's rule of laws and democracy that, you know, it's not just your voice alone that needs to be heard, but the voice of everyone. And then the even the protection of minority in the Robert's rule of laws. And then the decision of the majority is what carries. And so I think 
having that structure with the Robert Rules of Laws, it has allowed you to really appreciate and value people a lot more. I think there's a there's a difference too in someone saying, yes, I can appreciate all these different personalities and then actually going through the process to learn how to accept all the personalities. I think there's a couple of different levels to it, right? Like you think you understand, but you don't understand until you're until you're there and you go, okay, like I I can see what kind of person I'm dealing with here and I can see what they need to feel successful. I, I think as a, a national officer, as you move up within the ranks of the organization, you learn a lot of those skills as well. Um, so, you know, obviously serving on your, your local level, it's a little bit more close knit. And as you grow within the organization on that state, national, and even international level, you're seeing the more cultural and diverse areas of the organization. Not saying that those are difficult personalities, but just understanding how everybody communicates and, you know, how, how to work with those people. And, you know, you might have three extroverts in a room that can't wait to, to get the word out. Uh, I know I'm one of those people as well. Try not to be outspoken. And I've learned that through the time that it, I can't always be the one that speaks up and voices my concern or opinion. But you're, you're learning those experiences to work with those, you know, more introverted, quiet people that kind of sit in the corner. Their opinions are just as valuable as anybody else's in the room. So being able to respect that and, you know, communicate effectively, you never know when that person that it's super quiet and super shy, they, they might have the best idea in the room. So appreciating that and, you know, bringing that up to the table and respecting everybody's ideas and opinions is extremely important. I think usually it is that quiet person in the room that has the best ideas. I'm also an extrovert and I'm also the first one to, to say my opinion, but, <laughs> but learning to not bite my tongue, but learning to make, make room, blah, blah, I can't speak, make room for people. Before we finish, um, Chanela, do you have anything else that you want to share? Ross, any, anything else you guys want to add to this podcast? Well, I would just want to encourage anyone who ever, you know, is thinking about running for any position, whether on the local or national level or even international level, to go for it. Don't allow your circumstance to determine your aptitude, whether or not you can get there. Doesn't matter your socioeconomic background that you're coming from. Doesn't matter whether or not you're introvert or extrovert. You know, uh, no matter who you are, what your background is, you could achieve anything in JCI that you want to achieve once you're determine uh, once you have the support system behind of you, which is very important because there are times when sometimes you feel like you're going to crash and, you know, you have that friend or that family who will tell you, you know, push through it. You're going to get this done. I mean, as humans, you know, we all face some level of challenges within our lives, but uh, just be committed, be determined, and you will see how quickly time go by. You know, I was just in Three weeks ago when I was preparing my report for area conference, I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that the time has flew by so quickly. Then here comes June, we're already in June, July, August, September, you know, my year as vice president is almost finished. I remember Sue when I met you just January, it felt like it was just the other day yeah. <laughs> and the year is almost, you know, over. So it will seem long, it will seem challenging, but the time will go by so quickly. And once you put your mind to it, you can do and be anything you want to be. Thanks, Chanela. Last words from you, Ross? 
I think, you know, to Chanel's point, again, the opportunity that uh, presents itself with getting more involved um, on whatever level, level, if you want to step up to be the local chapter president all the way up to world president, those experiences are, they're great experiences, they're memorable experiences that are, are going to help you in, in various ways, either personally or professionally. Um, so just take that time to to step out of your comfort zone and, you know, get more involved. If it's a, a speak up that you want to get more involved with, with public speaking and, you know, those types of things, those areas in this organization, it's so unique to be a member of JCI and being pr- provided those opportunities on a regular basis, they're building you up uh, for those those steps to be successful. So I think just taking advantage of those opportunities. And when you do get involved, seeing that big picture, the networks, the friends that you you make, I know I've met so many friends. I think I have more friends nationally and internationally now than I do in my home community. And just knowing that they're there for you whenever you, you need that assistance or you need that, that idea to bounce off of. Uh, but that circle of friends, that network that you build and those people that you meet are going to be lifelong friends. It's not just within the confines of that 18 to 40 age group. Yeah, I would agree. And and adding on to that thought, going through your, your local board, your regional board, or your state board in the States, um, to the national board international, one thing that has come up a lot for me this year is is legacy, right? Like you're you're building something, you're growing yourself, you're developing young leaders in this world, but what legacy are you leaving on this organization? Um, and I've been thinking about that a lot. And then um, and uh, there's a lot of opportunity to, to lay down the groundwork for the future and to bring some really positive things into our future selves, right? When, when we, once we age out of this organization, wh- what is that going to leave inside of us and what are we going to leave inside of the organization? So um, I think this is a really, a really great for space sure. to, to figure that out. So for the good of JCI America... <laughs> Thank you, Shanella, for taking the time to join us. Ross, it's been amazing collaborating on an episode with you. I can't wait to get this one published. Um, Hopefully it'll be on time to encourage people to think about the national and international roles and and what their future is in JCI. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity to, to have this conversation with you guys. Yeah, it's such a great experience to be able to, to collaborate with, uh, not just Canada, but, um, with Shanella and her experience throughout all of this. And I, you know, it's not something that you would necessarily see all the time. So I'm glad we got the time to to get together and, and talk about our experiences on a collaborative level. This is how we do in JCI Canada. Join, converse, inspire. 